Hello everyone and welcome to Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Oliver Newman, author of A Fan's Perspective, One Man's Exploration of British Wrestling, available on paperback and Kindle via Amazon now. Recently I've been uh, contacted by a British wrestling icon and he is here with me today and that man is the Phoenix, Jody Fleisch. Hi Jody, how are you doing? Actually, Jody, I I contacted you and said, "Can I have a contact detail?" And never in my wildest uh, dreams did I expect to to uh, get Jody Fleisch's phone number. So it was a two prone, um, you know, what what is going on here kind of thing. Uh, but I'm really glad you did, um, you know, because it, you know, for me and yourself, we haven't met. Um, and then obviously the amount of respect I have for you and the inspiration you were for me to to start writing about the British wrestling scene in 2007. Um, you, well, like I said, I mean, it was you, uh, Johnny Storm, uh, Doug Williams and FWA Revival that, um, you know, that was the first British wrestling show that I saw at the time. Ah, uh, right, okay. Uh, I didn't realise that. That was the, the first wrestling show, the first British wrestling show you saw was Revival. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I watched it on Bravo. Ah, uh, okay, I thought you meant like, when, I thought you meant that you were there at the, at the actual time, but yeah, the Bravo, I watched that as well, surprisingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> Considering you're a part of it, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be an idea, wouldn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, that was a fun experience, man. It was, they were good times. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to share your your thoughts and your memories of uh, After Bray Revival? Because it was a, a pretty big deal, um, you know, back in the early 2000s. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, right. I think it's fast forward. Oh, actually, it was a while after that because FWA had been running for quite a while. It started with Mark Sloan and then. Uh, Alex Shane and others took over the booking side of things for a while, and then they were contacted by, or they sorted it out with uh, a well-known TV personality at the time, Tommy Boyd. Uh, and basically, yeah, he got the deal with Bravo. We were all very excited. All the boys were um, sort of raring to go. Uh, we all turned up at the, what you call it, arena? Yeah, Crystal Palace indoor arena. And at, at the time, it was more impressive as a venue and with a setup than anything that any of us, I'm sure any of us, were used to doing. Uh, and that would include the UK, the rest of the world, because not really, there weren't really, uh, I want to say that none of us were really doing that much outside of domestic shows at the time. So for all of us involved, you know, it was a, a really cool experience. Uh, we were very impressed when we got there with the whole thing, like I say, the setup, the venue. Uh, the TV people from Bravo coming in with the, the camera view and all that stuff. Um, it was very professional, well printed, and uh, a lot of fun to, to do. The WWE to put on the Cruiserweight Classic, for example, um, you know there was uh, you know there was qualifying matches in Progress Wrestling, in uh, Rev Revolution Pro Wrestling. And and they were shown on WWE YouTube channel. It's you know, but but this is this is what you'd been fighting for since you started, you know, wrestling in the nineties. And yeah, you, you know what? To be to be honest with you, uh, at the time I started, I was not aware that this was what I was after. <laughs> I just enjoyed wrestling a lot and wanted to do it. Yeah. Uh, wherever I could, but looking back, it's when it gradually sinks in, because I've took, I've kind of to and fro'd from, from wrestling in general over the years, but it just became clear and clearer to me over the past, I don't know, years and years too, of what is actually the gravity of what's actually happened, happened yeah. over here for wrestling right now, and it's immense, But like says Jody, if it isn't for you, Doug and Johnny, um, you know, the amount of uh, wrestlers and guys on the scene and, you know, maybe even girls on the scene that you guys have influenced, um, you know, if you don't go through what you went through in the 90s when, you know, uh, the crowds were down and, and so on and so forth um, and, and then see it through to the revival and, you know, to British Uprising and, you know, to... The different shows, the the super shows of the 2000, and you know 2005 and so on and so forth. King of Europe Cup, um, you know, I, I know that's yeah, that's probably not the best thing to say, but it, it just came into my head. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's. Sorry. Well, like I said, it's it's all those things that have allowed, um, you know, British wrestling was kind of carried on the shoulders of you, Johnny and Doug, 
and then you had uh, you know Alex Shane was involved and you know the different different wrestlers and different promotions kind of Absolutely. I mean, you know, with with regards to like the FWA revival show, you had Latino Heat Eddie Guerra. Uh, you know, he was he was you know with Brian Christopher, uh, one of the main overseas uh, imports, wasn't he? said you know you're saying about watching it back um i watched the eddie guerrero match against uh, doug williams back recently and it you know it still holds up it's uh you know it's a wrestling purist's dream really uh it opened my eyes to to doug williams and to the you know the technique and the expertise that he has in the ring and you know i became a fan on that day and and that's that's never wavered really he's he, you know, he's always been a, a tremendous technical wrestler. Yeah, uh, from day one when I first knew him, uh, and even from back then, uh, he deserves more than anyone else. Uh, stage, I guess, to work with someone like with a great like Eddie Guerrero, and just uh, to add for the wrestling, if you watch matches like that, you know what I mean? Uh, everyone ends up with a like million dollars. Um, yeah, it's uh, to have on that show. It kind of makes you feel sad. Absolutely. So, what what are your um, you know, what are your memories of Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero from the revival show? Was you able to spend much time, you know, picking his brain on professional wrestling, or you know?
and I'm just there. And obviously you are a little bit, especially at the time, in awe of who the guy is and the reputation he's got. Uh, and I do remember clearly, vividly, being taken back by the shape he was in uh, and the fact that he seemed like the most down-to-earth, humble person you'd ever meet, which is which obviously adds, uh, adds sadness to, to what happens a year later. was um, another awesome talent, and it's, it's brilliant that we've uh, the guys like like me and Doug have got to be around these these people and then. And once I did pick, pick Eddie's weapon, I'm sure that they benefited from it wholly. I know I benefited a lot from uh, just watching him as a, as a fan. Uh, and also meeting the guy when he turns out to be that humble about it and considering the things that he's done. It's probably a bit of a role model moment for me that someone could do so much and still be completely down to earth and humble about it. So I'll tell you that little, I think it was only five, ten minutes conversation between me and and obviously you you went on to win the tournament and you're the king of England uh, you know what are your memories and your, your thoughts on uh, the, the tournament itself and you know being the winner And you should. I'll tell you what, Jody. Right, yeah. you you like talk, and I'll write. Yeah, you can you can ghost write your autobiography. I'll write it for you. Um, but yeah, what I was saying uh, to to bring it back to Eddie Guerra for a second, and and obviously the, the what happened to him. Um, I was at uh, Universal Uproar the day before uh, when you was in the the cruiserweight match, and to go from the high of that show because it was a really good show to um, him passing away on the Sunday 
tells you like the extremes of of rep uh, of professional wrestling. You can go from the ultimate high to you know the ultimate low within uh, I think it was like twenty four hours. So yeah, he he meant a lot to me, even though I didn't know him as a person. Um, like you said, when when you take somebody uh, into your heart and and watch them on a TV screen, you know, every week. Um, you, you kind of believe the characters. You believe uh, the character is the human being, and I think it was pretty close for Eddie, uh, if not the exact same thing. So yeah, so it's nice to hear. Um, you know, that from the very short interaction you had with him, he was, you know, he sounded like he sounded like a really cool, uh, humble human being, and yeah, that's pretty cool to hear about Eddie Guerrero, one of my favourites. Yeah, I wouldn't say it like that if I wasn't absolutely 100% sure it was true. It was a long time ago, but I do remember. Uh, and that's even, even if you take all of the, who he is, his level of talent, uh, who he, yeah, who he is, his level of talent, uh, and his reputation aside, he was a striking lead uh, on that day of the night. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And and like I say, it's it's always nice to hear that your heroes were exactly that, isn't it? Really, heroes. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was just so if we go back to uh, FWA, um, we've obviously talked about revival. Um, you know, there's the second one uh, that that really like stuck with me, and I think it was through the advent of the Wrestling Channel. Um, yeah. You know, what 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 were your thoughts on the Wrestling Channel? Uh, you know, before it happened and, and during, and then what do you think the aftermath of the wrestling channel going off Sky TV has, has kind of, um, you know, what position did it put British wrestling in, really? Yeah, as in, as in, obviously, it was positive at the time, and then uh, World of Sport was on there, and, you know, you, uh, Johnny, and Doug were seen on, like, Ring of Honor, through the different uh, shows that were given to the wrestling channel. So, you know, what's the, the wrestling channel's legacy uh, in terms of the after? Right, uh, before and during, I don't actually remember much of before, to be honest. I don't remember hearing. I remember hearing about it, being excited about it, but at the time you got to remember that I was told about a whole lot of exciting stuff, we all were, that didn't materialise for whatever reason. So, uh, myself, I always listen to stuff that, that listen to people talk about stuff that was going to happen, but never really believed it until it did happen. So I was told about the wrestling channel. Uh, obviously, the wrestling channel happened, uh, and then well, it seemed great just because it was really a lot of exposure for us all. Um, I remember I used to watch it a lot. There was all different sorts of wrestling on the wrestling channel, um, so it was some good entertainment for me at the time as well. Uh, then. It is, isn't it? It's totally going to come back to you later. Yeah, yeah, but it was such a good 
other or any other documents we have seen or occupying down the road. Uh, but what that was saying, to get back to the point, is um, what is it called? <laughs> uh, uh, what I'm saying is, uh, I think as a result of them not having as much footage as we were doing, they went to the ITV archives and uh, got them to figure out the old weather sport tapes, which they obviously they were a ton of, and they just go and download them on the night. Absolutely. And yeah, just uh, skipping back because, uh, you know, we were talking about 2002 and obviously the revival show, FWA. Um, I was reading uh, Power Slam magazine at the time and I saw that uh, yourself, Johnny Storm and Doug Williams was making their way uh, stateside. And uh, you made it over to Ring of Honor and Combat Zone Wrestling, respectively. And you was part of ROH Road to the Title. And you was even in a match with your uh, perennial rival, uh, the one kid Johnny Storm. And I just wondered, uh, Jody, uh, the whole process, really, how did you get that, those bookings with uh, Ring of Honor and Combat Zone Wrestling? Good, mate. <laughs> 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 
it's it's one of those situations where you you wished he was wrong with this ECW best of the best isn't uh, best of the best too though isn't it? You you wish he had you as the winner instead of Trent. And yeah, we was talking uh, you know your CZW and your your ROH bookings and as you mentioned you know your CZW tour was was what started it and you know what better way to to start than uh, CZW best of the best and this was the the second anniversary of the tournament and uh, yeah you know if you'd like to share your thoughts and your memories of the tournament uh, yeah I mean obviously it was really fun it was a good experience for me there it was loads of fun I was a master of ECW mark back in the day I went over to the arena once uh, when my dad took me away on holiday to watch an ECW show so it was weird for me it was awesome for me to actually get to the venue and be inside the arena let alone work a whole you know work work full matches on a show there when I'd actually sat in the as a paying fan actually picturing doing stuff doing this that that, that part in the arena and doing that how cool that would be to go and literally do that move move Like I said, I mean, we was we talked about the wrestling channel, um, you know, briefly, and one of the matches I remember watching. I think I saw the the whole of this tournament, and I remember right. you against Johnny once again. Um, is there any special thoughts you have on this match in particular? Yeah, best of the best too. So I got into um, we got into Philadelphia the same morning. We got a lift to the airport from Trent Trent Acid. Uh, got to the arena and was taken back just because it was ECW arena. I've been a big mark for ECW for a long time. Uh, went there as a fan. My dad took me when we were on a holiday. Was, you know, it was a total little ECW mark with the EC, FNW t-shirt and all of that. So it was cool to be there. But obviously at the time it was just another, aside from that, it was, you know, it was another show. Um, uh, all the guys were, were really cool. You know, the dressing room was great. Um, Trent Acid took really good care of us, and uh, another guy called um, called Chris, who died a few years ago, who was also taking care of us when we were there, as well as uh, Zandig Senior, the guy who was running the company at the time. But yeah, uh, it was a really fun show, and was awesome uh, personally to work for that ECW crowd, since I was felt kind of like I was one of the, that 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 uh, CCW crowd, being that they were an ECW arena. Um, yeah, lots of fun. I've done four matches, so it was a lot of work. I had like a Philly cheesesteak during the day, and that was pretty much all I had. <laughs> um, so it was, it was tough physically. Yeah. Uh, done the first match, and it's, it's the, it's the hardcore Philly crowd again, isn't it? So you come out, uh, 
was kind of semi over, I guess, because we done like we started with like a three way match. Me, Johnny Storm, and uh, one of their guys, Johnny Cashmere, was also a really cool guy as well. But uh, came out then for the match with me and Johnny. Didn't get a set silly crowd, you know. They're like, oh, you little little line, you fag. <laughs> you know, it's not really sort of stuff <laughs> on the way out. I mean, they were really small as well, you know. We were young, so uh, got out, done like the. Uh, like a quick spot, like a, one of those quick start spots that people do. I mean, back then, it wasn't so commonplace, I guess, as it is now, those little starts. Uh, and got, like, a really good pop. So we were like, oh, this is good. It's all going to plan. Done a match. Uh, went over time, I remember. <laughs> and got a really good reaction. So I was like, cool, job done. Done the other two matches that I had to work that night. One was with Ruckus and the other one was Trent Acid. Uh, it was a best of the best tournament. It was like a one-night tournament thing they had. Uh, that's it. And then they done the um, must have. Well, I knew in, I knew then it went down well because we done. They used to do a thing where at the end of the show they would they called out like who do you think is the honorary 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 something like that best of the best winner tonight because I'd went I'd came second I'd lost a tournament in the final yeah and then they'd call out for all of the boys' names and see who got the best reaction and. Give the one who they felt got like the best pop or the biggest pop from the fans, give them the trophy for the secondary or uh, honorary fest of the best. So, and then obviously, and they, they popped huge for me, which was, it actually took me back. If you were to watch it on tape or DVD or whatever, you see it, I was like, oh, really? <laughs> it was a, like a massive pop out of nowhere that I wasn't expecting at all. Yeah. Uh, so, um,. Yeah, so that was really good, especially considering that, you know, as I said, I kind of felt like I was, I was just like all those fans since I was such a little, little hardcore little smart one. Well, not a smart one, I kind of really got some, yeah, anyway, I was a little hardcore ECW fan at heart. Yeah. Um, so that was great, but obviously, and then, they, and then there was some other thing where they again called out the name, no, what was it? It was like the, and it won the match of the year thing as well. Um. Was it match yeah, of the night? Yeah, that was it. It was the match of the night. The rules the match of, you know, what, what match is match of the night tonight? Oh, was it this one, that one? Was this one, was it that one? Yay! <laughs> so that, again, was, that was really good. Yeah. But like I say, it did feel like another show. That's not to, obviously, that's not to downplay it, because obviously that was, that was 2002. Yeah. It's been a long time, and people still ask me or tell me about that match, so... Yeah, must have must have got over right, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember, like I said, uh, my previous question was like about the wrestling channel and stuff, and this was my way of uh, watching the best of the best too. And I remember watching it. I think they made a special about it on the Sunday night, and I was watching it, and I saw you and Johnny in particular in the in one of the rounds of the best of the best too, and I was like, wow. Uh, they've really torn it up in the East of Arena, and I was yeah. so pleased because you know um, that you, like I said, you Johnny and and Doug were the reason that I started following British wrestling. So it was so cool seeing you guys over in the states, but not just over in the states. You were you were tearing it up. It was it was amazing to see. Awesome. No thanks, man. It was uh, it was fun for me, but I would be lying if I said that I knew. That it had made this kind of impact, yeah, that's the wrong word, but that it had done that back then because at the time it was just literally getting booked for a show, turning up to the show, doing that show, and then yeah. walking away happy from the show. And then obviously that was just the start of the um, of that tour, so we literally just arrived. So, um, 
so I didn't have two or three weeks left of the whole tour to go. But obviously, it was all great experience for me and Johnny. I'm sure you'd agree. Uh, yeah, good times, man. Hi, this is Dave Mercy, owner of Pro Wrestling Chaos, and you're listening to Broken but Glorious. Absolutely, you say about the tour, and uh, then you turned up in Heartlands Wrestling Association, I believe. Yeah, it was HWA and OVW, kind of at the same time. Yeah, and you took on uh, Matt Stryker, I'm guessing Unibro Matt Stryker from <laughs> yeah, Ring of yeah. Honor. Any thoughts or memories on that match? I can't remember much, to be honest, man. Um, yeah, I mean, another good bunch of lads. The, the match itself was pretty, I don't know, what do we do, eight minutes, ten minutes, or something like that. It was very standard procedure, because, again, this is HWA, so they're mostly training their boys up to work that WWE style. So, um, very straightforward, I would have thought, looking back. Uh, yeah, so I couldn't really tell you about the match. I could say about the experience of, of, of being there. I mean, Matt's a really cool guy. I had a lot of great people there, like Chad Collier, as I said, Les, Les Thatcher. We, uh, Chad is the one that put us up a lot of the time, along with uh, Nova, Supernova, if you remember that guy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I was a big ECW fan like yourself, and Nova was one of my favourite wrestlers. Right, right, right. Cool, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah so just, uh, it's, again, just to add it to the whole experience, you know, I mean, we were, if it was 2002, I'd have been 22 years old. Right. Um, so really young. Uh, you know, it was, it was new experiences for me, yeah, Johnny. I was 17. <laughs> oh, damn it, I feel old now. Sorry. Uh, it's... It, it's Sorry, it's really cool. Um, like this internet page that I'm on, they've got Matt Stryker versus Jody Flash. Oh, is that that was actually your name in the show? They haven't made a mistake. I don't think it was. No, I, I, no, it wasn't. It wouldn't have been my name in the show, but it was my wrestling name. I don't know for about a year, depending on who I was working for. I think. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought they, they made a mistake. Way. Yeah, I don't know. They probably have, but this is like. Yeah, I'm sure I would have been Fleisch then and there, yeah. like by then, but before that in England. I'm just, I must, it must have been about, what, 97, 98, them, them sort of times. I was probably, I was known as Jody Flash. Okay. In some, or some company just put me under that name. It's just, okay. I guess, Fleisch, Flash, Flash. I, I like Fleisch better. <laughs> I'm glad they changed it. Right, right, right. It gets in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Oh, okay, well, as long as it gets you more bookings in Germany. That's the important thing, yeah. Exactly, you know, it's all about the money. That's, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving on to, uh, you know, ROH Road to the title, and once again, you fought against Johnny Storm, in no surprise to anyone, and uh, you took yeah. on the, uh, the Brian Kendrick, going under the name Spanky at the time. Uh, any any thoughts or memories on on these matches? It was another fun show. It was a long drive there, man. It was like five hours from. I think we'd went back to we we like went right around, and we. I'm pretty sure we had to drive from Boston to to Philadelphia, which is like a five hour drive. But I remember we got to the show late, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but um, no, to get to the show late, that's just. That's, that's, it's something I'm, I'm quite used to now. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a great a, first impression, Jody. Well, yeah, that's what I'm getting at, isn't it? It wasn't <laughs> really an ideal 
unforeseen circumstances, but it never is when you get there like an hour before. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was a good show. Oh, I'll tell you what did strike me is the talent. There was lots of, I guess looking back, it would be easy to say, and I didn't spot it there, but I should have. I mean, just the, the, the work rate at the time in Ring of Honor was, uh, was higher than your average, let's put it that way, which has had positive and negative uh, connotations, whatever they're called, on the, on, the, on the business as a whole. But, um, yeah, so I got there and everyone's doing a lot and everyone was really proficient, technically proficient. Uh, again, that Philly crowd, they, they, they were obviously was in Philadelphia, but they were there, but they were sort of different to the, the CCW crowd, which is interesting because the two venues were about, what, a 15 minute walk away from what I remember? Uh, yeah, and just a really close, intense crowd. Uh, lots going on. And it, it, even then, it had that, that feel, you know, like the indie scene is just bubbling up. Like, uh, like there was definitely something special that was that was just starting, and it's proven to be true for that company and lots of others worldwide like it. So I guess it was. Um, I'm really lucky to have been around on shows like that. Thinking about it, I'm just literally sorry. I'm listening to myself say it. <laughs> actually, that was a probably quite a pivotal time for for well for wrestling. But um, I'm looking at the card, Jody, and I tell you, it's the who's who, mate. Of what, like mainstream wrestling these days yeah you've you've got brian danielson uh yeah. brian kendrick spanky paul london doug williams jay briscoe jody fleisch johnny storm loki the amazing red xavier chris daniels christopher daniels aj styles jerry lynn um yeah that's that's i guess that we, we've, you know, other names on the card, but those are the ones that jump out, yeah, it's, that's the who's who of independent wrestling, isn't it, really? Right, yeah, and I guess if, it's, if this is 2002, it kind of tells the story up to its, to its own, doesn't it, so. Absolutely, yeah, 100%. Again, like, good, good memories, you know, I'm happy to have, I'm very happy to have, um, to have been there. And, and do you remember your match against, uh, Johnny from the show, uh, and obviously Spanky? Yeah, I do, um. Uh, yeah, the one who was spanky, I ended up doing something that made me look super hard. I done, uh, <laughs> I done like a springboard moonsault to the outside. And the guard, I don't know what happened, the guardrails, they're solid guardrails, I, I thought they're metal, you know? Yeah. My legs came down like a fluid, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just, I impaled this guardrail with my shin, oh my shin, so I absolutely <laughs> demolished it. I got up and sold the leg, but I was amazed because it didn't really hurt. I was like, wow, they put some, like, I don't know, super steroid gamma juice in my drink or something like that, you know? You don't mess with Jody Fleisch. Guardrail Killer will call you Jody. That's your new nickname. Yeah, I, I just look so tough, but you're right. I'll use it as a gimmick now, like the guardrail destructor. Exactly. Get it on a t shirt, and if you do, 50 50. <laughs> so that's it's always like being around Spanky is just always awesome to be honest he, he's just such a lot yeah I'm talking in the ring out the ring uh, he's just uh, he's one of those people you know he's just a funny nice guy to be to spend time with so that was fun um the one with Johnny, apart from him fucking everything up and you're done. Was, uh, <laughs> was we fun. said about this being a shoot, I didn't think you were going to do it, but okay, carry on. Uh, yeah, I can shoot on him and then that's fine. I've sort of the right to. Okay, as long as it's not me, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, 
but no, it was, again, it was, it was another fun show. It was the last show that uh, that we that we done on that tour as well. So I think we were both both tired. Mm. Uh, yeah, but um, it was definitely a it was a nice way to end it. It was yeah, it was good. Yeah, good to get invited back by Ivan and all them times afterwards. So uh, and so I knew that I'd um, I managed to do a decent job. Do you remember any of the matches from from the show at all? I mean, it was AJ Styles taking on Jerry Lynn. Um, Doug Williams took on Brian Danielson and Chris Daniels took on AJ Styles in the main event. Was you able to like peek behind the curtain or anything or see a you know backstage monitor or or what have you? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I was gonna give you, I was gonna say no, because um, I don't know what it is, but for some reason I, I I rarely end up watching many matches at shows, which I sort of I wish I could go back and change it, but. When I was thinking about that, I, I remember being backstage, and I'm pretty sure it was this show. It was, did you say, yeah, Amazing Red was on that show, right? Yeah, he was. Right, it must have been this one, where you're sitting there, and then you just hear this massive noise. Like, I mean, that was a lively and loud crowd all night, but at one moment, they just absolutely flipped out and went do rally. Yeah. Uh, and oh, it's his match against Loki, when they did, like, the Matrix thing, wasn't it? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that, and then I've, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it years later on YouTube. That big start they done. Yeah. I think it was like that. It was one of the moments, but it wasn't that. It was when um, I'd asked someone about it, and they said, "Yeah, what happened is the amazing red because he used to work in a bandana. You know, you probably know about this, don't you? Yeah, I know it. <laughs> yeah, so basically he's pulled off the bandana, and he's got this big ginger flow. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he just pulled it like intense moment, biggest moment of the match and all that, all the build, all the builds, and then boom, he's whipped his hair out, shit it, and then the people just lost their shit, basically. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's, it, it, looking back, if I could, uh, I'll have to YouTube it, I'll have to YouTube and see if I find it like amazing red, yeah. his hair out, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I really regretted not seeing it, just because I'm not sure it's scary with a... You do all these amazing moves, Jody, and all you had to do was flip your hair out. Well, that tells that. That says it all, doesn't it? It does. It's. I say psychology. It says Scott Fassman, so I know. Because you're worth it, Jody, of course. Well, we can't mention Herbal Essence on the same, you know, podcast as L'Oreal. I'm sure they've got a rivalry going. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Especially if they want to them And just just for my sake, really, um, my favourite modern day wrestler, apart from yourself, is uh, Paul London. Yeah. And I just wondered, what's it like? What was it like if you had any interaction with him? I remember he was a nice, a nice guy. Um, I'm sure I did. If not on that show, then I seem to remember seeing him loads and doing him loads. I seem to remember I was meant to work him once, but I ended up being double booked. It was meant to be a tag with me, me and Red, and him and AJ, I think. But anyway, it, it, it fell through. Uh, I think I was in Japan or something like that. But no, I do remember that he was a particularly another particularly nice guy. Obviously, as you can tell by by looking at him, um, he was very dedicated to to his job. You know, uh, he was another of these very talented workers that. I'd, I'd say it popped up from nowhere, but I guess since it, it was my first time in that country, it was uh, 
so there were quite a few of them, but he was definitely one of the one of the picks of the bunch. Did he come from the Shawn and Michaels training school like Spanky did? Yeah, the the Texas Wrestling Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it was him. Uh, Spanky, Brian Kendrick, Brian Danielson, um, and, and a number of other people because they were all uh, Michael Shane. I'd be remiss not to remember Michael Shane because he and Paul London had an amazing feud in uh, Ring of Honor in 2002, and that's what kind of uh, made me look at independent wrestling uh, even more so than WWE, really. That's what yeah, kind of shifted the balance. Changed. Yeah, I mean, just around that time, I don't know if it was the was ECW when they got bought out, uh, but some, something went on around that time, didn't it? And, and indie, quote quote, indie wrestling or just wrestling now, it just changed, didn't it? At them, but those levels, you know, you had all these schools and all this talent coming through. Well, I think if it wasn't for Ring of Honor um, and TNA, I, I wonder what the scene would be like today. To be honest, I think that, but I think I think it more about ECW. To be honest with you, I mean, like it's just. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not very connected with wrestling at all. I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't know much about what's going on. Which is good, considering it's your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had a good run. <laughs> um, no, but like, you know, it's that that indie feel, isn't it? When they, yeah. they do those chants, you know, and and that intense vibe, that feeling that the. Like the way they make the fans a big part of the show. Yeah. And that's what first drawn me to watching as a fan, ECW. Yeah. And it drawn me away. I mean, I was one of these, I was another one of these little marks who uh, was tired of your overly family orientated gimmicks and samey sort of vibe that WWE had. And then I was, you know, turned on to this, this new group and they were advertising the blood and guts and chairs getting tucked about. Uh, which sort of diminishes it a bit because they were also, you know, it was some of the best matches in the world that were being put on by this company and all that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, Canadian, Japanese talent that they brought in. Uh, I mean, did you watch it when it was, because obviously we're both from the UK, did you watch it when it was on Bravo? On the, once, once it was on in the day, and I, I remember like Cactus Jack and Terry Funk were like tearing up steel chairs and I was thinking, there could be kids watching this. It's not a good thing. And then obviously it was moved to the Sunday night then just before um, Heat and then, like, say, like a pay-per-view like the Royal Rumble. So I wondered, is that how you watched it as well? That is how I watched it, but I actually watched it more. And more of what I remember was, I think, a bit before that and I think during that when there was all these tape traders around and you'd, uh, they put four episodes, like four hours of TV onto a tape and then you'd buy the tape. Uh, and I remember forcing myself to wait a week <laughs> after watching the first episode so I could just get it like drip dropped. Yeah. To me. But yeah, no, I started with the tape traders and, and there was a, it was a little thing in it like I'd, uh, I got more of a wind sweat and I, before I knew it, I was watching, I was ordering all sorts of tapes, man, like ECW, New Japan, All Japan. I even used to order FMW tapes. <laughs> I literally all sorts. I would order tapes of the old school Brit stuff. There. Yeah. Just anything wrestling, but yeah, I was a huge wrestling fan for for, for a, a few years of a stretch. Uh, I loved those times, man. That was yeah. when um, that's when I was getting into it. You know, that's yeah. when I was uh, starting to do it. it. Was awesome. Well, like I said, I mean, for myself, uh, I went to university. And I remember it, this might sound really bad, but we'll go over it anyway. <laughs> 
that like I was kind of hesitating about going to university and one of the major reasons that I went in the end was because my mum would uh, tape the wrestling channel for me so I could so I had like a collection of tapes but then um, you know after having like 500 tapes and then you can't move them and you've got to take them down the skip so you know that it, it came to a really disappointing end after all that time but uh yeah, I understand what you're saying, man. When when the wrestling channel was on, um, you know, Johnny Saint against Steve Gray was like, Wow, um, Dynamite Kid against Mark Rollable Rocco, same thing. Yeah, there's a whole host of those wow matches. I remember it's amazing. Um, I think I got my dad to contact I T V for me to see if we could get the footage. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling channel. Maybe they done what I done, maybe I should have so the wrestling channel out. Yeah, bring, yeah. bring it back. Yeah, that's, that's it. When wrestling fans are like, when, you know, wrestling's one of those things when you can get a fan and then you can get a real fan, mm. you know what I mean? Like, they're really, people really get into their times, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah, me or you aren't any different, No, perhaps we wouldn't be having this conversation, Jody, to be honest. If if we if it was any different, um, it's just obviously you you took your your fandom and, and stepped into the ring and did amazing things, and I took my fandom and and I've tried to show you and your colleagues um, as much respect as I can by writing about it. So. Hey man, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so I you know I I, I just had her tape things when I was at university, so that's how much of a fan I was, and that was like 2004 to 2006, because the independent scene and, and the wrestling channel and the, you know, the different NWA, TNA taping, you know, tapings that it did on the pay-per-view and stuff, um, that's what kind of kept me involved, and obviously World of Sport was fantastic, like you said, I think it was, is it the Gaia Japanese women, G-A-E-A, I think it was? Um, you know, I didn't, I, that's one that I didn't watch, but um, yeah, there was so much, wasn't there? There was loads and loads around. Was that played on the wrestling channel? Yeah, that was on the wrestling channel, I remember, because I, I know I t- taped like the best of Dynamite Kid and, uh, you know, best of world of sport and, and so on and so forth. And it's it's something that's, that's deeply missed to this day, I think, the wrestling channel, because, um, you know, if you wanted to introduce a new fan to the sport, then if you put... Steve Gray and and Johnny Saint in front of them and said that you know this is how it used to be um, you know and then you you say well Johnny Saint influenced Cole Cabana so much that he wanted to to wrestle him and did uh, you know for one pro wrestling and stuff and it's just and then you could say oh well go and watch Johnny Storm versus Jody Fleisch in terms of you know the new millennium wrestler. And, and how they were and then imagine if you had tapes of today of say like Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr uh, then you've you've kind of covered everything so it would be really cool if, if it was still around but unfortunately it's not so Absolutely, 100%. Like I said, uh, you know, you said uh, you started wrestling because you enjoyed it. Well, I started writing because I enjoyed it and I wasn't uh, a critic. I was a fan who just wanted to voice his opinion. 
and then after a short while of going to British wrestling shows and seeing, um, you know, the Midland wrestlers uh, off the top of my head, obviously Rockstar Spud. I saw Zack Sabre Jr. when he was getting started. I saw Jimmy Havoc. I saw the metrosexual, you know, Danny Devine, um, Midland wrestlers. And and I was like, well, they this is the same wrestling in terms of quality as anywhere in the world. And then that's why I was like, okay, if I keep writing about it, um, then hopefully the right people will see it and, and I can help uh, via my publicity and my writing to um, help in any way. And that's what I've always saw myself as being for the, for the British wrestling scene. I've tried to be the helper that's, um, you know, that's allowed for, uh, you know, even the, the smallest spotlight to be on, on the scene. So. It's, it's great work, isn't it? You know, and there's a lot of people around here who've shown tremendous dedication in their work rate to to continually push push wrestling for just years or their entire adults' lives. I mean, I seen that. Like I mentioned to you um, before that documentary that I seen, uh, Two Falls to a Finish. I thought it was made by Alex when by Alex Shane when I watched it. It turns out it wasn't. Just people like him. You know, they they've really busted their ass for, for the whole time. Well, someone like me, I've drifted kind of in and out of wrestling. I've, um, I've enjoyed it the whole time, obviously, or else I wouldn't still be doing it. Yeah. But um, I sit back and I look at people like that, and I'm like, man, you've got some energy and some heart and some dedication. I mean, it's, uh, it's not just him, obviously. I, I, I try, Jody. I, I know you're not just talking about Alex Shane in that instance. Uh, it, no, because um, we were talking about Mason, and sorry to cut you off, but is this the documentary you were talking about but you couldn't remember the name? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. okay. We've, we've got the conclusive answer, ladies and gentlemen. Jody's remembered the documentary. I can sleep at night now. Yeah, well, absolutely. Like I said, this was this went up against the cup final, or was just before the cup final, and got you know that they've said like twelve million viewers. Absolutely, and the only thing that needed to happen, really, uh, Jody, was the evolving of it, mm. and it and they just didn't give it an opportunity to evolve, as as far as I'm aware, really. They just. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and they they just picked uh I think it was football over the wrestling, um and then obviously just imagine if if I'd have gone the other way around, uh we might not have the Premier League, but we'd have, you know, you as as a British wrestler might be um you know living in a mansion somewhere, so <sighs> yeah, the butterfly effect for you, Jody. <laughs> if you'd like to follow Jody, you can on his Twitter at Fleisch Jerome, and that is F L E I S C H J E R O M E. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, my personal account is at Brumial. You can like me on Facebook. Uh, facebook.com forward slash a fans perspective UK. Follow me on Instagram, uh, instagram.com forward slash Follow me on Google Plus, 
And if you have any comments, feedback, or suggestions about the show, feel free to email me at a-fans-perspective at outlook.com. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next time. And this is Oliver Newman for Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast, and I am an author of A Fan's Perspective, One Man's Exploration of British Wrestling, and A Fan's Perspective 2016, What a Year to Be a Fan of WWE. Thank you very much. Bye for now. Bye.